how do we flourish? How do we um, find confidence in the body that the Lord has given us? Seeing the beauty in the weird, quirky things about us <laughs> that we're maybe not confident as confident yep. about. Hey, and welcome to the Flourish Podcast, a podcast where we talk about what it looks like to flourish as we live out our purpose in the day to day. I'm your host, Lauren, and I'm your other host, Kelsey. And today we're going to talk about flourishing and learning how to love the way that God made you and narrowing down a list of love it or leave it on all things beauty products. But before we get started, don't forget to subscribe and turn on your notifications. Now grab your favorite beverage and let's get started. Hello, Kelsey. I literally had a moment where I was like, wait, what do we do next? So we start the podcast or? (laughs) Lauren was like, I, what did you tell me earlier? And you were like, I'm just in a fun mood today. I'm in a goofy mood. Yeah. And I was over here like, I feel like I'm, (laughs) what is that phrase? Dead as a doornail? Is that like? (laughs) Dead as a doorknob. Doorknob? I don't know. I don't know. I'm feeling spacey and tired. Okay. Well, I hope y'all have had a good week. Yeah. Yeah. What are you loving this week? I have been loving this Vaseline Cocoa Butter Lip Balm. It comes in this cute little tiny, like little tiny tub. So we're loving that. What are you loving right now? I just got a new shampoo, conditioner, and a Mm. little, I guess it's like a mask or like a serum. And it's by this brand called Jupiter. I've tried a bunch of different things. Tried Divi. But I just am taking a break from it. So really wanted to love it. But if I'm itching constantly, my hair is not going to grow. Yeah. Because I'm like itching it. And yeah. then it's got, it's, it's awful. It's an awful cycle. So mm-hmm. I'm having to leave Divi, even though I don't want to. But you're loving But I'm Jupiter. loving Jupiter so far. I really like that stuff too. Yeah. It's yeah. Beautiful. It's expensive, but you only have to use it like two times a week. What are you leaving? Because you told me something you were loving. I'm leaving long makeup routines. I want to love it so badly because the end product always looks fantastic, but it's just too long. And mama doesn't got time for that. She don't be having the time. Well, actually, I probably do have the time, but I just don't want to invest my time (laughs) into that, you know? And so I've been trying to do a little bit shorter makeup routine, but still make me, still make me look like I got a natural glow, Mm -hmm. you know? You only have room to pack one makeup item in your travel Mm -hmm, bag. mm -hmm. Only one. What are you bringing? It would have to be mascara. I think mascara is the one thing that makes me look a little bit more awake. I would probably choose mascara too, but I did just try this brow pencil. I've tried the brow pencils in the past, but I really prefer brow gel. Me too. Me too. I just think Wait, it well, works you so much better. Um, So I just got a Revlon one. Oh no. That's not- I used to be a lot more into makeup than I am now. Can I tell you, Elf has the best, it's called brow soap it is it's wonderful it's amazing well i so i have like gaps in my eyebrow so i need a little bit of coloring but i find that the pencils do not look authentic i got grays starting at like 24 Mm -hmm. and i was planning my wedding i was in a super stressful teaching season so i got like an on a patch of Mm. hair like from frozen like when you know the Mm -hmm. whole little thing Mm -hmm. happens and then she gets the patch i had that during that season as i've progressed To 30, I get more and more every year. And they get harder and harder to cover up. We kept having to reschedule my hair. um, And so we went to this wedding. My hair was like super gray and I forgot my root cover. And Andy was like, Andy is my husband. 
And he was like, but you look so beautiful. And it, it does not matter what anyone says. When you look in the mirror and you see and you want to see something, but you don't see that. Yeah. It's kind of funny how we always want what we don't yeah. have. I just was feeling like out of my element, element. Yeah. and then also feeling insecure. I guess going from that subject, mm-hmm. comparison is probably one of the biggest mm-hmm. problems, truly the root of all evil. And I think in situations like that, I often find myself comparing, oh man, like that one, that girl, like that woman is just so beautiful and like mm-hmm. how she naturally, but you know that she's probably sitting there comparing herself to somebody else and like, oh yeah. man, I wish I had the confidence mm-hmm. of that person. Mm-hmm. Had, like, uh, it's like a vicious cycle of just no one's ever fully content with who they are. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that's like really what we want to dive into today is like, how do we flourish? How do we um, find confidence in the body that the Lord has given us and yeah. um, seeing the beauty in the weird, quirky things about <laughs> us that we're maybe not confident as confident yep. about. Um, but I guess my first question to you, Kels, is like, how old were you when you started comparing your, or when's the earliest memory that you can think of, of comparing yourself to somebody else? Started cheering competitively at age five. Cheerleading was it for me. Like it, it came naturally to me. It was as easy as breathing for the longest time, but there was always somebody out there. Like no matter what team you're on, no matter what job you do, no matter where you are, there's always going to be somebody who's better than you, more yeah. successful than you that it comes more naturally, that looks better doing it, that was more flexible than me. You know, whatever it Mm -hmm. was, I would, I think that that's where my comparison started. What about you? Um, Probably, I mean, I am a, if you guys don't know, I'm like five, not five, I'm not five, nine. I just lied to you. I'm five, 10. I'm a tall, a tall girl. And I've always been tall, especially when you're little. Like, Mm -hmm. I mean, I was always taller than my friends. Elementary school, always taller than all the boys, like all that stuff. And so I noticed, like, I just found myself comparing, like, oh, I just, especially in middle school specifically, like, mm. oh, man, like, I just want to be, like, the small petite type thing because I feel like I'm not stand out. I wouldn't stand out as much. I just felt very awkward. And it's stuff that I couldn't control. I just had a really big growth spurt. <laughs> so, like, um, yeah, I definitely found myself comparing. I think a lot of times I also in school like I compared myself a lot with I wasn't great at math and like I had Mm. a lot of like learning like me too like I it took me a lot longer to understand things and get things in school and there was people like a lot of my good friends were super smart just like could understand it so super quickly Mm -hmm. didn't have any problems with it and Mm -hmm. I would just always find myself comparing like myself to them and being like oh gosh they probably just think I'm dumb because it takes me a long time to finish this test or like even like I truly remember that like third grade being like oh my gosh like so nervous about taking a test because mm-hmm. I was like people are gonna think that I'm stupid yeah they fin- even in college and high school like it, it contributed to like when to you how the people view how I viewed myself and how yeah. I felt other people yeah viewed me and yeah. it's like so then when you're looking in the mirror and you see something that you don't like so you start with something that's like you're stupid and you yeah. can't do math and you forget everything yeah. when we start on that negative thought spiral then more things go into how you view yourself. For sure, for sure. Um, What is some of the dialogue you've had? Different seasons of your life right now, however you want to talk about it. Like Mm -hmm. when you look in the mirror and you're having one of those days, what is some of the dialogue that you've said? As long as I can remember, I always thought I was too big. Tall, big, like weight-wise, like everything. I just always have thought I was too big. 
And it's funny because I look back at pictures of myself and I'm like, oh my gosh, I was so thin. Mm-hmm. And like, I didn't even realize. And like, obviously like I weigh more now, but I, I, it's like a constant battle within myself. Like, how do I, even literally to this day, like I was at the beach last week and I was thinking, oh my gosh, if I just lost like 10 more pounds, like I look so much better in this bathing suit or you know, like I would get rid of this roll that is, or whatever, like this crease that I see on my right side. Like I like just like everything like that. Like, oh, my thighs are too big. I'm going to, they're going to rub together and then it's just not going to look cute. Like mm-hmm. I know everyone probably thinks that, but yeah, that is probably something that I say the most to myself when I look in the mirror. It's like, oh, you're just too big, Lauren. You need to slim it down a little bit. Mm. What about you? I feel like it's totally changed. Like as I, um, I've grown up like being in the gym, cheerleading. Like I, I, tra- I was training to cheer in college. Like I was on multiple teams at once most of the time growing up. I never really had to worry about what I ate. Never had to think about it. I never really like. I used to be one of those people that swimsuit shopping was my fate. It's just when you're working out that much, and it didn't even feel like working out. Like gosh, if I could do flips and stuff again, mm-hmm. and I just, I took that for granted for a really long time. And now working out feels like working out. <laughs> and <laughs> not like fun and cute and <laughs> sporty. <laughs> so I don't have as much motivation to do it. Oh, yeah. Or okay. like I plan to get up and work out and then Silas wakes up too. Mm. And I could work with him, work out with him, but he. You're not getting as much time. But, you know? Yeah. And so anyways, now it, swimsuit season is not my favorite kind of shot. <laughs> So now it's more like, you know, like if I could just work out again, then I could tone up yeah. and my arms wouldn't look flabby in pictures or, you know, wishing that tops would fit me right. Mm-hmm. I really struggle to fit into tops. Yeah. Just because of the shoulder height thing, you know, being, you know, a little bit more curvy. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think like difficult. kind of like going off with what you're saying I think a lot of these insecurities come like at such a young age and it's never like someone it's 95% of the time, not like someone telling you about these insecurities. Mm -hmm. It's because somebody has voiced an insecurity about themselves out loud. Like at least that's where I see. And I'm like, Oh, I'm like, I would have never thought that about Mm -hmm. you. I'm like, if you're thinking about that yourself, then what are you thinking about when you look at me? Like that was Mm -hmm. how my brain worked a lot. Mm -hmm. But I also found like, as I look back on my life, I think of so many of my other insecurities growing up in the church as a, as a woman, (laughs) when it comes to how we talk to women about their bodies, especially young girls and youth groups and, Mm -hmm. and just about how we are taught at such a young age to girls, we just got to cover up ourselves because it's, you're inappropriate. You don't want to make the boys, you don't want to make the boys stumble. And I get it. But Mm -hmm. I think so many times I took that as, you should not be proud of what or who like the Lord has made you and you should be ashamed of the, what you have that he has made you. And I think, especially as being so tall, as tall Mm -hmm. as I was, like I can remember countless, countless dances of middle school dances, the snowballs, Mm -hmm. cotillions, whatever. And there's a dress code. Of course there's a dress code, you know, and Mm -hmm. your dress has to be like certain fingertip length. I'm so tall. I could never find a dress. (laughs) that was like it was like my mom could vouch about this I would sit in the dressing room and like cry just sit there and cry because 
I developed so much quicker. I was super tall. So the dresses always looked short on me for my age range. Mm -hmm. And I just felt so insecure. And it was nobody was telling me like, you should be insecure about yourself. But it was the way that the rules, the rules were set and the way that people Mm -hmm. talk to young women about how they -hmm. need to cover up their bodies constantly. Mm -hmm. As I have grown, I have seen myself how to like reconfigure my brain and like the Lord has given every, has every woman is designed differently Mm -hmm. and it's, and every man is designed differently. And you know, Mm -hmm. like I hope that whenever I have a little girl one day, if I do have a little girl one day, like I will be able to teach her that it is not, you should not be ashamed of your body, Mm -hmm. but these are why Mm -hmm. that we have, it doesn't mean that you're not beautiful. And that doesn't mm-hmm. mean that, you know, and I think hopefully as we grow and learn, like we can be able to teach the next upcoming generation to feel confident in who mm-hmm. they are and not mm-hmm. to be ashamed of what yeah. they are. I feel like there's a huge difference between shame mm-hmm. and trying to honor your body and like mm-hmm. just treat it as like the temple that it is. Mm-hmm. Like it is the dwelling place of the Holy Spirit. Yeah. And so that comes with a lot of responsibility. For sure. But I remember one of my like most embarrassing, humiliating, and like looking back, like I get furious mm-hmm. for my 14 year old self. Yeah. Because it was not okay the mm-hmm. way that it was handled. But um, as I've stated previously, I was in competitive cheerleading mm-hmm. and um, my coach um, was pretty strict. We had assigned uniforms like for different days and we had to wear certain things. And the reasoning behind it was because when everybody's wearing the same thing, it's easier to catch like when timing's off or when motions are wrong or um, things like that. And so I was wearing sports bra and my assigned shorts said wolf pack on the back of my shorts because that was like our team name. I had just gotten done. And at that time I was on two separate teams. Mm -hmm. And oftentimes I would go straight from practice to youth group. So I just threw on a tank top because my sports bra and my, you know, other thing yeah. matched and we were getting ready to go on a mission trip. So I got there and we were talking about, you know, dress requirements for the mission yeah. trip. And so basically they pulled me up as an example of what not to do in front of the whole youth group. I went home and cried and my dad and my mom was so mad and understandably so yes. it was not okay. And they did apologize, but to this day, that was a very traumatizing thing. And we need to be careful as the church that we don't shame people, but we empower women in the bodies that they have. And like, mm-hmm. if it's the Holy Spirit's job to convict a person, yeah, <laughs> and we don't want shame and conviction to get confused, yeah, and for a lot of women growing up in the church in this toxic purity culture that we grew up in, like, you know, I don't know. Like I just, I like look back at that and get angry. A very (laughs) similar thing happened to me when I was 14. I was um, at school and I went to a really small private Christian school. Mm -hmm. And um, it was my first year at this school. We had to wear a dress code, like polos, khakis every Mm -hmm. single day. So Mm -hmm. everyone was pretty uniform. But um, it was picture day and we were allowed to wear a dress. And I like went and I knew that they were going to have really strict guidelines for the dresses. And I showed up with a dress that went to my knees, like whatever. Um, Very, very modest dress. 
show up, principal pulls me aside. She's like, hey, honey, um, I know this is your first year, but you're not allowed to wear um, the dress that you're wearing. And I was like, oh, oh my gosh. Okay, okay. And I didn't really know what to do. My parents, like, they had to work like an hour away from my school. And so my friend Michaela also was in a dress. It was also her first year at the school. Her mom brings us leggings to wear. We were like, can we wear leggings underneath this dress? The principal, of course, yes, of course. So we put on our leggings. We're walking around. What the already. heck was wrong with the dress? I, I don't know. To this day, I do not know. Um, oh, just wait. It gets worse. Um, so <laughs> we, um, we go sit. We take our pictures, our school pictures, whatever. And we go sit back in class like normally. Knock, knock, knock on the door. Principal comes in. I'm like, hey, little Lauren, can we see you in the hallway? Yeah, of course. Get up. Um, hey, guys. So uh, we talked it over and we just think that um, even though you guys are wearing leggings, that it is just going to be too distracting for the boys in your class um, to. Yeah, Angela's freaking out right now. Uh, <laughs> it is just going to be too distracting for the boys in your class because they're going to be able to see um, your legs and they're going to see the outline of your legs. Um, I'm just going to let you guys know we had gym every single day and we had to wear shorts. So I don't understand the difference between us wearing leggings. And, and so we had to know we had to sit in detention all day long because we were wearing leggings underneath our dress and it was just too distracting for the boys. That was the first time that happened, but it was not the last that I had to be pulled aside. I wasn't allowed into prom because I was wearing a strapless dress and I didn't realize the strapless dresses weren't allowed. But I also sent a picture to our principal to make sure that the dress was allowed before I wore it. And she said, yes. And then we pulled, came to prom and she said, I'm sorry, you're not going to be able to allowed to wear that dress. It was a strapless dress and the rest of it went down to the floor. And so we had to go back and I had to wear this dress that my friend loaned me and it just didn't fit me right. I was literally ashamed. I was humiliated. So that was a really big, uh, <laughs> really big, uh, no. Yeah. So, and I'm sure as like you guys that are listening right now, if you are a woman listening, you have, you have been a hundred percent have had a I mean, I went to public story. school and we had to wear collared shirts yeah. because, and belts. Yeah. Oh, we did too in middle school, public and, school. And uh, you know, and I can, I can get behind some of that, but the reality is it doesn't matter yeah. what girls wear. It doesn't matter. And, and yes, like some things would be more distracting. And so we do need to be careful. And that is not at all what we're saying. But like, I think, I think that that contributes to a lot of body image issues. And, so, and the thing is like, how do we as a society, how do we as believers, how do we as other women lift each other up? And mm -hmm. I think that's a big question that I want everyone to think about and just like, and how do we empower the younger women in our lives to mm -hmm. understand that like modesty does not mean that you should be ashamed of yourself. Yeah, It can still be, yeah. you can still find beauty and confidence yeah. within yourself. And I think the worst part for me was that it was a, for my, my incident, it was another woman who yeah. looked at me and told me those things. And, but the beauty of it is, and I am still a very insecure person when it comes to my body. And I'm mm -hmm. not going to sit here and say I'm not, but the Lord has made me this way and he has made me 5'10 and he knew I was going to be 5'10 and he knew I was going to be a curvy girl and he knew that I was going to have bigger boobs than some other women. And I still need to be proud of the fact that he made me that way and love my body for the way it is. What is a part of your body that you've always admired? I would say my eyes. Mm. I always had pretty long eyelashes and they're just a unique color. What about you? Um, probably my hair. I think that's what I get complimented on mm -hmm. a lot as well. It's but so I, I do love my hair. It's so much of it's very thick. Mm -hmm. But um, yes, it's just, it's so, I think it's beautiful. Yeah. yeah. I've always loved it. Is there a person 
um, who like approached you or something like that. And, and it did go well and you were able to receive like encouragement on, on maybe being modest or as somebody who helped you be like, you know, maybe that's not the right fit for you. You know, you mean like in my life, somebody that was like, yeah, my mom wasn't usually pretty good about that. How, how did it go well? And how can like, as we've talked about just kind of like the effects that it can have when we don't do it like that. So how, like, what are some ways that worked well? I think what my mom did really well, and obviously we learned trial and error because our bodies, while I am her daughter, are very different. And so like what fits well on her did not fit well on me and mm-hmm. vice versa. Mm-hmm. And so I think she learned a lot as raising a tall, curvy girl um, as well. But I think what she always did such a good job at was giving me compliments like whether it was like a even though that may not have been the dress that I chose like being like oh that's really that color is really pretty on you we like I love this um and then she would say like let's say it was like a dress that like was probably too short she was like but it may not be the right length for you like let's try to find something like that that's maybe mm-hmm. a little bit longer. Mm-hmm. And at the time I was probably like, oh, mom, just let me, let me wear the dress. Like, mm-hmm. <laughs> like, you know, probably like a stupid middle mm-hmm. school girl. But mm-hmm. I look back at that and I'm like, she was still being uplifting to yes. me in those times. Mm-hmm. And I think I have to like, I look back and I like tell myself that as well. Like, okay, this is cute. We like this. We don't like the, whatever's going on right here. Yeah. But like, I think that also has been really helpful to, help me find and also I think as I don't know if this is really part of your question but like giving myself grace and knowing like Lauren like you know you're not going to find the perfect outfit all the time that's going to do all the things that you want but allowing like yourself to be like hey um I know that my this should dress is usually a little bit shorter than than the ones that I usually wear but let's just try it out one time and see if I still feel confident in it out or Mm -hmm. if I'm self if Mm -hmm. I'm really self-aware of it yeah and I think because I mean we're all human it's trial and error and you're telling me that every outfit that you wear you're confident in absolutely not Mm -mm. and or everything every time bathing suit that you wear you're like I probably won't buy a bathing suit like this again yeah or you know and I think it's just learning and as your body changes and as you get older like things are always Everything's always in and out. Mm-hmm. I don't know if that goes along with your question. It does. But. Yeah. So how um, do we um, think about body image through a lens of Christ? Like through the lens of Christ. Mm-hmm. Like what, how do we bring it back to honoring God? And, you know, what, what does that look like to have, I don't know, a biblical perspective mm-hmm. about it? I think uh, we, we were made in God's image mm-hmm. both physically I personally think like in some ways physically like obviously we don't know really what God looks like but I mean Jesus was looked I mean he was human he came on this earth and was human and we were made in his image um and he made us and he looked at us and said now this yeah. he, this is very very good mm-hmm. and if we are made in his image and he looks at us and he knows exactly how he's going to make us. And there's so many scriptures throughout the Bible where he, like, he has knitted you and he knows every single hair on your head. He knows everything about mm-hmm. you. If he knows how many birds are on the sky, how, like, how would he not know how he made you? And how would he not know, like, all of these wonderful things and gifts and qualities that he's mm-hmm. given you? 
And so if we look at ourselves in the mirror and we doubt those things, like we're doubting God's creation and we're doubting, you know, maybe he's made a mistake. Maybe I'm the mistake. God does not make mistakes. And that is one thing I know for a fact about my Lord is that he is not a God of mistakes. And when he made you, he knew that you were going to have that mole next to your belly button. And he knew that you were going to have some arm flab when you were in your 30s. Like, you know, like he, he knew mm-hmm. those things about you. And he still says, you are good. And this is very good. And mm-hmm. I intentionally made you like this. Mm-hmm. And I love you because of this. And his love does not waver based on whether you're a hundred pounds or 300 pounds. Like he still loves you. You are his masterpiece, as it says, Ephesians 2.10, you know? Mm-hmm. So I think when we allow ourselves, and I think everyone is guilty of this, looking in the mirror and just seeing all the brokenness and seeing all the imperfections, um, which we are imperfect people. We're never going to be perfect. But, but he doesn't ask. He doesn't ask us to be He perfect. doesn't ask our appearance to look like the perfect thing. No. Like he doesn't, that's not his, that's not what he wants us to focus on is no. the outward appearance. Never, never. But when we look at ourselves and like, if we are not comp, like, and I'm not going to, I'm not sitting here saying like, you're not going to be able to, to do the Lord's will if you're not 100% confident in yourself. But if we look at ourselves and we only say and see the negative things, like how are we impacting other people around us? Like, we need to look at ourselves and I encourage you guys to find at least three things. Tell yourself out loud, look in the mirror, speak three things over yourself of what you love about yourself. What is something yeah, that what you're thankful, what for, you're thankful that God for gave that you. has God has given you. Yes. Mm-hmm. And allowing those things to be the things that you say about yourself. And I know over time, like you'll be able to start when you look in the mirror, you'll see those things before you see. I love that. Like training things. your mind. And God, God talks about that um, a lot. Like, um, do, do not, not conform to this world. Do not conform to this world, but be transformed by the renewal of your mind. God doesn't ask us to do something he doesn't equip us to do. Mm-hmm. So when we allow that spiral of these negative thoughts and these, um, you know, sabotaging thoughts, like you're fat. Oh my gosh, look at that wrinkle. Nobody mm-hmm. else has wrinkles like that. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, your forehead, all I see are the lines. Or just any of it, like, look how flabby your arms look in that picture. Oh, my gosh, you look 12 months pregnant, even though you're not. You know, yeah. like, I, some of the things that I've, like, said in my mind. <laughs> <laughs> I just realized that I said A that. year of pregnancy. <laughs> <laughs> That's so funny. Um, but, like, he, he tells us to do that, and that is a matter of discipline. Like, when our minds start to go there, and we say, no, mm-hmm. like, I am a creation that God made in his image, which is in Genesis 1, 27. Uh, it's 26 and 27 mm-hmm, is where mm-hmm. the image yes. and the making the male and the female. That's where he builds them. I can't remember which verses went right now, but, um, and then like Psalm 139, I love that you were like quoting that earlier when you were talking about being formed mm-hmm. in Psalm 139 is amazing mm-hmm. for if you're struggling with body image and like, I encourage you to, on top of like thanking God for things in the mirror, like that are beautiful about you and asking him, if you can't think of a single thing, the fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. Mm. And you ask him, Lord, help me see myself through your eyes. And it doesn't have to be a physical thing. Like you don't even have to start with that. Like I have a, you I have a great smile. I mean, that is physical, but like, (laughs) You know, I yeah. I am smart. Mm-hmm. Like I can, you know, like I am and funny. we train am, our yeah. we train ourselves 
to say those things instead, well, then that path in our neuropathways is going to be much easier to forge when we discipline ourselves to do it over and over again. And we stop traveling the path of I suck. I'm the worst. Mm-hmm. Um, I think first Samuel 16, seven is one that I also like have to remind myself of. And it says, but the Lord said to Samuel, do not look on his appearance or the height of his stature, which was very valued at that time. Um, because I have rejected him for the Lord sees not as a man sees man looks at the outward appearance, but the Lord looks at the heart. It's okay to want to work out and to take care of our bodies, which is, it is important. To take um, care of I'm thinking of that scripture now, like, it's the scripture where it's like he it talks about health and it talks about how like you know the outward body wastes away but he's renewing like the inside of you each day mm-hmm. it's second corinthians though outwardly we are wasting okay. away yet inwardly we are renewed each day for our light and momentary troubles are achieving for us as an internal glory that far outweighs okay. them all corinthians okay perfect second corinthians four thank you paul um <laughs> For these encouraging words. God bless. <laughs> um, and then the other one I'm thinking of is like, it's good to take care of your body physically, but like spiritually, it's even more important to take care of your spirit, like your spirituality and things like that. Yes. So throughout scripture, there is like verses about, you know, making sure that we treat our body as the temple like that it is the how like i've said it's our bodies are the dwelling place of the holy spirit the living god and so there that comes with a lot of responsibility we need to take care of our bodies we need to eat healthy food we need to you know and and i think when we focus on those kind of things eating healthy like maintaining a good like i was going to say cardio but like you know what i mean like we we want our hearts to be healthy we want yeah, yeah if we focus on it as a part as far as like health rather than wanting to look perfect in an yeah, outfit sure. that is much more God honoring than I want to look as hot as her in that dress. Yeah. Which not saying that we don't think that because yeah. we might not be able to help that we think that. <laughs> yeah. But it's but, your motive. behind. But it. it's the motive behind it and remembering why it's important to take care of our bodies and it's to honor the Lord. Like everything we do is about him and glorifying mm-hmm. him. And you'll probably hear me say that every podcast because it goes mm-hmm. with everything. Amen. It never goes out of style, if you will. As Taylor Swift would say. <laughs> anyway. Um, well, well um, yeah, so our, I feel like you already gave us our intention this week. Yeah, so I just want to encourage you guys just to speak what is one positive thing that you can speak over yourself this week. Um, or what is one verse that you can focus on to speak over yourself. What's one thing you can thank God for about yes. the way that you're made. And just I want to encourage you to start instead of speaking negatively mm-hmm. of yourself just keep repeating those positive things um things that the lord has obviously given you traits that the lord has given you that are wonderful um mm-hmm. physical and mental um and just speak them over yourself and just allow dive deep if you are really feeling lost and just frustrated about how you view yourself or how you feel like other people view you um i encourage you to dive in the bible and see how the lord views you because mm-hmm. that is it never changes it never changes and it's ultimately going when you start repeating those words of how the Lord sees you, you are going to see yourself mm-hmm. in his way. And what he values. And what he values. Because like, he don't care about. The, he's, he is all Kelsey, about your He heart. doesn't care about that gray streak in your hair, you know? He doesn't. Anyway, well. We hope I, you guys have a great day. Yes. And we can't wait. Thanks to for joining us. Talk to you guys next week uh, or in two weeks. Every other week. Whenever this comes out, we can't wait to talk to you. <laughs> Goodbye. <laughs>
Thank you for listening to the Flourish Podcast with Kelsey Darnberg and Lauren Burgess. The Flourish Podcast is a production of Lane of Roses. To learn more, go to www.laneofroses.com. Three, two, one.